Hey guys, welcome back to episode number two. Today is very exciting because I have my first guest of all time. How great is that? Someone actually wants to come talk to me, which is great. Uh, her name is Sonia Vidovich. She's an amazing woman. She's like an older sister to me. Um, she's fantastic. You're going to love hearing from her. And today we're talking about a topic that we're both very passionate about. And I actually kind of learned mainly from her. She got me into all this kind of natural remedy stuff and healthy living, all the stuff we're going to talk about. I kind of owe it to her for getting me into it. Um, I also need to preface this with some disclaimers because what we're talking about is, um, essentially a very, very alternative way approach, alternative approach to health and wellness, particularly with women's health. So everything we're saying, we're obviously not professionals here. Like we're not doctors and I'm not pretending that we are. So just keep in mind, if you do want to try to implement any of the stuff we're talking about into your life or change your approach to birth control, whatever, all these topics we're going to cover, just, you know, talk to your doctor first. Everyone is different. This doesn't work for everyone and that's fine, but we're kind of just opening up the conversation about this topic that we think is very important for people to just be questioning more the things that are very mainstream about our health. So that's just my little disclaimer, okay? Don't <laughs> yell at me if you try something and it goes wrong. I'm putting my liabilities. It's not me, okay? Just, you know, be part of the conversation and we'll leave it at that. All right, so um, without further ado, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Bella Solonot, and you're listening to 100% BS. All right, here we are. Welcome, Sonia, to 100% BS. Are you excited? Thank you. This is, uh, I feel very honored to be your first official guest. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. I know it really we've, is. We've, we've talked about this for a while. Yeah. And it's really cool that you're actually doing it. Yeah. And then we're here. For sure. That's why I feel like this was the perfect first, uh, one of the first episodes to do because it's a topic that we've talked about so much. And I feel like so many people respond well to it because it's so, it's very challenging and just there's a lot of layers to it and I think a lot of women in particular are not sure how to get this information or what questions they should be asking so um yeah I think it's gonna be great and I really hope that people um are excited and want to learn more so I think a good way to start is kind of sharing um each of our personal stories of how we kind of went on this journey from being in like the normal realm of health and our, our approach to getting wh whether we were sick or had an issue in terms of like you know period stuff whatever and kind of how we are where we at where we're at today um so why don't you tell me first i mean you kind of got me into the, all this stuff so like how did you even understand that there was a different world of how to approach your health and all of that yeah yeah so for me it really started um i would probably say in high school, um, I had really, really painful menstrual cramps, and I just assumed that that was to be expected, right? PMS symptoms were to be expected, and that was just part of being a girl, being a woman. That's just kind of what you dealt with. Um, and then for me, sort of every month, it just kept getting more and more painful, and you know, to the point where you kind of question, like, is this actually normal? Is this what is supposed to be happening? Um, eventually, went to the gynecologist, and the first thing that she suggested was, oh, let's put you on birth control. That that will be sort of the answer to all your problems. Um, and thankfully for me, my mom was very apprehensive at the time. And she said, you know, she's, she's in high school. I mean, is this really the right option for her? And we sort of just kind of got that same answer of, yes, this is a thing, like we prescribe this to everybody, it's safe, it's effective, you know, just sort of do it. Um, and I did that for a while, and I went on and off different birth control pills and different levels of hormones and so on and so forth. It, it improved my symptoms from the perspective of they weren't really as severe, but knowing what I know now, you know, so many years after this, all this happened, it wasn't really improving. It was just masking, right? So right. anyway, I'm going through high school, I'm going through college, and the symptoms just sort of keep getting worse, and I ended up just going off birth control pills altogether because it didn't, really wasn't working for me. Um, and then it wasn't until I graduated from college and started working, and there was just you know, series of months where I was just, I just had really, really awful pain. It wasn't even menstrual cramps. It was just 
awful pain in kind of that lower abdominal area. And I went to a gynecologist and I said, you know, I, I don't feel right. This is not right. Um, we had ultrasounds, everything came back normal. And I kept going back to her saying something here is not right. And at one point she said, well, maybe, you know, there are gastro, um, gastrointestinal issues. Why don't you, maybe you have IBS. Maybe you have all these other things. I went to a gastroenterologist and he was like, no, I don't think so. And sort of, we were just kind of guessing at what the cause might be. And then, uh, one morning I wake up and, I'm not able to get out of pain from the excru- out of bed from the excruciating pain that I was in, um, and we ended up in the ER. Uh, Josh oh, and I, Josh and I, and he wheeled me into the ER in a wheelchair because I just could not stand up, and that's terrifying because yeah. you do, you just don't know what's happening to your body, and going into the ER as a woman complaining of abdominal pain, I was told, hey, you know, this could be a whole slew of things. We really don't know what it can be. And so after a day in the ER, they basically said, you know, you have two very large cysts on your ovary and we need to operate now or you're going to lose your ovary, right? And so that morning you come in with just pain and that night they're bringing in a surgeon that's saying, hey, we need to, we need to remove, we need to remove these cysts because your ovary could die and you could be left without an ovary, yeah. right? And so being a 20 something year old, you know, over the course of 12 hours, you're like, what happened here? Yeah. Right. And so, and, you know, not to mention I was on painkillers and you're not able to think clearly. And I had to call my mom and, you know, like, well, how do you deal with this? Right. It was just so much so soon. And they ended up saying, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go home and I need to think about this. The next morning, once the painkillers wore off, I was in the same amount of pain and I, I had no other option. I really, truly felt helpless um, I, I didn't feel prepared for what was about to happen. And I put my trust in the doctors and their knowledge to say, okay, if you think this is best, we're, we're going to do it because I don't, I don't, I don't know enough. Right. And it, it was such an emergent situation that I felt, you know, they said, if you, the longer you wait, the more dangerous it is. Right. So you're like, okay, I have to act on it. So anyway, I undergo surgery, you know, you're in there for a couple of hours. I come out of it basically long story short. Um, at the conclusion of the of the surgery, they basically said, you have endometriosis. And, you know, up until that point, I had, I had suspected that I had it purely based on the symptoms. I had kind of started to research already mm-hmm. because things for me just weren't really adding up. The level of pain that I was in, just to me, I was like, this can't be normal. And so I had an inkling that I might have it. But the thing with endometriosis that I've later found out you can't diagnose it until you actually operate and you see oh. once you go in there and you actually see those that that tissue that sort of grows abnormally um, that's how you diagnose it and so when she when my surgeon told me that it was um, on the one hand it was a relief because now you sort of have the answer to why you know why I was in so mm-hmm. much pain right but on the other hand you're like man I have this you know disease or something wrong with me right which is very unnerving right um and then you know I went home and I was recovering for a few weeks I wasn't working and it was you know truth be told it was a really low point because you know I felt very helpless and I also felt guilty that maybe I had somehow done something to Mm. cause this yeah And so I went just down this spiral. This is kind of where all of this research happened or the majority of it happened um, because I was trying to figure out, you know, what is it? What causes it? Why is it happening? And, you know, as I started talking to more and more of my friends, I realized we sort of all kind of had it in common. Not that everybody had endometriosis, but we had in common these, you know, severe symptoms, a severe PMS, like, you know, I kind of felt, okay, I'm not the only one, I'm not alone. And, you know, the more research that I did, you know, I realized how important diet is, how important, you know, exposure to chemical or how devastating, you know, exposure to different chemicals are to the woman's body in particular. Um, And so that just kind of set off this whole slew of you know, I want to be in control. I want to figure this out. I don't want to rely on somebody else. You know, I want to figure out for myself as much as possible. So that's kind of what started it all for me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
all within that, you kind of notice, like from the beginning of when the gynecologist is like, let's put you on birth control, not even for like the actual purpose of birth control, which is to not get pregnant. It was, which is so many young girls aged like 15, 16, 17 get put on it to like manage period pain, whatever. And unfortunately, like I think even, you know, moms, it's not really their fault, but they just don't know what is actually Mm -hmm. happening here. And so that's kind of like, probably for you is the first step of being like this is kind of fishy like why is there not an actual like why am I being told this is normal like I Mm -hmm. feel like I shouldn't be in this much pain Mm -hmm. and that's like a whole nother layers I feel that women are often told that all these period pain problems that you're dealing with is just like it's fine it's just kind of part of it like it's just you know the like hump of being a woman is kind of just shitty which is like Deep down, I feel like it's a lot like that just shouldn't be how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then- yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting because in that, you know, when, you know, from high school and even up until recently, having seen so many different gynecologists, the the answer was really always very much the same. Right. And no matter, you know, how many questions I asked or, you know, trying to sort of frame questions in a different way, the answer was always some sort of hormonal birth control. Whether it's the pill, you know, I was also on the IUD and it was just always like, let's, you know, let's manage your pain. Let's manage your symptoms, but not really trying to understand the root cause of the yeah. problem. What What is really at the crux of the pain that I'm feeling? Yeah. Right. And is it something that I have control over? You know, so for me, you know, having sort of felt, I guess, empowered by the experience, um, One of the things that I found for me personally that worked tremendously in terms of alleviating my pain and the symptoms was diet. Mm. Um, I had just kind of out of the blue had decided I was going to do the whole 30. I was like, I need to do a reset. I need to sort of really be a little more intentional about what I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body. Let me just do the whole 30 and see how I feel and see if that really has any effect on me. Right. And you know, up up until that point, I, I I was aware of diet and I was aware of inflammatory foods, but I didn't really take it too seriously. And I had been on other detoxes, um, so I you know kind of had an idea of 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 the benefits. But then when I did the whole thirty, and it wasn't it was probably like you know a week or, or two weeks into the program when you know you're you're taking out grains, you're taking out dairy, you're taking out all these th- foods that cause inflammation. You know, I woke up one morning and I was like, you know, I really feel amazing. Yeah. And for a long time, I didn't. I would feel very groggy. I would wake up with, you know, insane migraines that over time became my normal. And, and you're like, you know, you kind of have to question that. It's like, this is not normal. Right. You should be waking up feeling amazing. And I just wasn't. And so after doing the whole 30, um, I felt really, really great. And the thing that I know now for me, food is a really big deal. And ever since kind of having that revelation and the understanding of the the side effects of inflammatory foods my right. my menstrual cramps are almost non-existent i feel a lot better you know having so when i was diagnosed with endometriosis it's one of four stages right mm-hmm. one being the least severe and four being the most severe i was diagnosed with stage 4 oh shit right? oh my god so so it's like the worst that you can get and to go from from you know, having that, you know, quote unquote diagnosis and now being able to have, you know, periods that are not painful. You know, I used to like, I was like on the floor in the field position, sweating profusely from the amount of pain that I was in every month to being able to go about my life and, oh, like, okay, like, you know, today is the day. Like, I guess, you know, that's the start of my period. Right. And not, not feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to, you know, call out sick because I can't bear the pain. Right. So for me, again, food was, was the, the discovery that I made. Right. Yeah. Of, okay, this is the thing that impacts my symptoms the most. And so I need to make it a priority now to be realistic. Do I always stick to it? No. Like I, I love cheese and I will always love cheese. Right. And so it's (laughs) about, it's about moderation and more so than, than, you know, thinking about this in terms of just diet, it's really thinking about, okay, how do I change my life? How do I change my lifestyle to be conducive to Mm -hmm. health and healing and, you know, letting your body do what it's supposed to do? Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like food is the biggest piece. Even if you want to expand that maybe to like lifestyle approach. And that to me is so crazy that so much of our healthcare system doesn't focus on that ever. It's always like you said, symptom management, not like root cause, like what actually causes us to get rid of it. Like, let's just put a bandaid on the cut that has a piece of glass in it and like, it'll be fine, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make any sense if you think about how our bodies work and how, you know, we, our bodies are incredible pieces of machinery that can cure themselves. Like they should be able to do that and they can, but with the current system and then how it happens with the birth control pill and all that, it's the approach that, oh, just take the pill and like, it'll be fine. And you're just masking it and making it worse for years. Mm-hmm. And that piece of the, the food piece, I think, is a really big uh, point of understanding that helps people to go on that different path. And that's kind of what happened with me. But it's funny because for me, it started with I had like strep throat. And I remember you told me like, don't take antibiotics yeah. <laughs> and like drink all these teas and shit. It was basically like voodoo. And I was like, OK, like I'll just try this out. But it worked. And now like I've been doing that approach for years and I get sick way less often. So it's like I think everyone needs that one piece where you kind of restore faith in your own body. Mm-hmm. And if if you never have that, then it's so hard for you to entertain the alternate reality of, of health. Yeah, yeah. And like if you don't have that experience, then how are you supposed to believe that your body can do that? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you have strep throat all the time, then always take antibiotics to fix it, then you don't, you know, your body doesn't know any better and you don't have faith in thinking that I can get over this a different way and actually improve my long-term health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other thing that's worth, um, pointing out or worth talking about is that when, when all of this happened, you know, I really made this almost like a second job for Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. Doing this research, trying to figure this stuff out. Um, and you know, there were times when it's just so overwhelming because, you know, on the one hand, yes, it's it's great that there's so much information out there. But on the other hand, you sort of have to distill that down. You have to figure out, you know, what's true, what's not true, who is it said by, do they have some ulterior motive, right? Mm-hmm. You have to really filter the information that's out there. Um, and, and that's time consuming and it's challenging. Yeah. So I understand why for for, you know, a lot of people, you know, that's a really big obstacle, right? You don't have sort of a, you know, a one, you don't have one place where you can go, you know, one source that you can trust and say, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this regimen. I'm going to follow, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's difficult. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I still struggle with is, you know, there's just so much information out there and you're just not knowing what's accurate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's even for, you know, like people like us who are already kind of invested in this, like that lifestyle approach, it's still so hard. Like I also have months where I'm like, shoot, I'm, I keep eating too much, but I'm doing mm-hmm. this. Like I'm mm-hmm. not following the right thing. And then I get out of whack, whatever. So I feel like the other reason why it's so difficult is because you are kind of on your own in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like anyone is really funding this <laughs> right. lifestyle because it doesn't fit you know, the people up top who want to make money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it even, that's why I feel like there's, feel like there's also so much resistance is because a lot of people have a lot of faith and trust in this institution of health that we've been following for so long, which I understand because I used to have the same thing. And like, you know, doctors are are good people. They want to help you. Like, it's not necessarily that they're evil and like not doing the right thing, which I think is also an important thing to point out. Like, I have family members who are doctors, like they're incredible people. And like, you know, maybe we differ on a certain approach to like, if I get a cold, like I'm going to do this thing. Mm -hmm, And they were like, mm -hmm. no, you should just take this, like whatever, like that's fine. And that's also like their training. And like, you could, if you wanted to, you could blame it more on like the institution that trains doctors and like, but yeah, I think it's really hard for people to get into because it takes so much time and effort and you don't have like your usual you know, doctor who just wants to, who's like, oh, like it's diet, just do this and this and this Mm -hmm. and like whatever. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, it's user based. Like another reason why I think the pill is so widely used is because a gynecologist couldn't, for most women, I would say, if you're not at the, like say you're 18, 17 and you haven't obviously matured enough to have enough responsibility for like 
you know, tracking your temperature to, to mm-hmm. track your cycle. Like the gyno is not going to be like, oh, do this thing that requires you to be on top of your shit, even though you're 18 and have no idea what you're doing right. with your life. Yeah. The obvious quick solution is just take this pill every day. You can remember to do it in the morning and like you'll be fine. You don't have to deal with it. Right, right, right. But I mean, yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you. But, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, if you're starting on the pill when you're 18 and you're, you know, on the pill, you know, till, you know, whatever time you decide to, you know, actually have kids, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, issues you were having are going untreated for that entire amount of time. Right. So you may not be experiencing the symptoms, but whatever the underlying issue is, whatever the root cause is, is still going unsolved. So, right. yeah. you know, often what you see is that women, when they go off the birth control pill, you know, all their symptoms come back with a vengeance mm-hmm. and the temptation is to go back, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't manage this. It's overwhelming. And so that's why, but again, you know, it's, it's, difficult to as any one person it's difficult to find the right avenue to do that yeah right and so it's you know for me one of the things that was just really comforting is just knowing that there are so many of us that experience some range of these symptoms and we're all sort of going through it and I think you know conversations like this are really helpful because you know it's not I'm not giving you medical advice it's not really what it's about Mm -hmm. it's just hearing somebody else's story and yeah. how they approached it and what worked for them and what didn't. And, you know, you know, people can have their takeaways. But I think it's just oh, it's it's important to, to hear other people's stories and what, you know, what worked for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think even just also trying to change into the mindset of, of questioning things a little mm-hmm. bit more often, mm-hmm. not just taking the first advice from the doctor, or from the gyno that you hear, like the person you've been going to for years, like it's okay to go home and open your laptop and Google different things and be like, should I try this different thing out? I think that's the main uh, benefit of even if you're not necessarily ready to implement it, just at least be a little bit more skeptical because Mm -hmm. not all these systems are actually out there to help you. Unfortunately, like we know this with big pharma, like it's, it's scary when you look into this stuff. And I think that whole issue with when so many women go on birth control and then they decide to go off and then they're like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. I'm not getting my period. Like, and mm-hmm. I mean, we've even heard of things where you can't get pregnant. Like mm-hmm. it's really bad. It's like becomes scary to think we're being really led astray, like badly to the point where it's, it's detrimental to our health mm-hmm. and it's really not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to find a solution that is just mainstream and easy. Like take the pill and you're good to go. Right, right. I think, um, you know, say what you will about social media, but, you know, for me, especially in the last few years, um, having the, having access to a lot of doctors that have, you know, that use their social media platforms mm-hmm. to, you know, spread awareness or, you know, um, disseminate information that I think isn't always readily available for me has been, yeah. um, really helpful. Right. And again, with that, you know, the caveat always is, is you have to still do your own research. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, don't swap your gynecologist for, you know, some other doctor, right? Mm -hmm. You, you, you still have to think critically. You still have to do the research. But my, my point being is that, you know, over the last few years, I've really seen, you know, a lot of these functional medicine doctors, um, naturopaths, you know, coming out and, you know, having their opinions and, you know, mm-hmm. talking about these things that I think for a long time haven't been talked about. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, even arming yourselves with, with, with that is, is better than nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. I really like, there's a term that, um, Dr. Kelly Brogan, you're familiar mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, she, yeah. she's great. If anyone needs kind of like a starting point for, she's not necessarily focused on, she, she's just a little bit on like women's reproductive birth control, that kind of thing, but she's mainly, um, I, what would you call her like natural she's just kind of your an entry point to natural yes, medicine yes, yeah. yeah but she um has a term that she used called informed consent mm-hmm. and that her goal is not necessarily like i'm gonna tell you all these scary things and then like you have to do what i'm telling you it's like let's just at least establish that the doctors the gynecologists whoever your psychiatrist all, whoever these people are that are prescribing you things should be telling you all of the information good and bad, especially the bad stuff. So at least if you want to go down that path and you think that that's the right thing for you, 
great, do it, but at least do it knowing all the information. Because mm-hmm. the problem is when so many people like me and you and my sister and all these women we know, and then it even ex- extends to um, not just outside of women's health, like family members who go down the path of thinking that it's right because the doctor doesn't tell you any side effects, doesn't tell you anything else other than like, yeah, it'll solve it. And then you're kind of stuck and it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I love the idea of conversations like this and, and people like Kelly Brogan or Dr. Jolene Brighton, who focuses mainly on reproductive health and all of that to just give you the informed consent route of being mm-hmm. like, I just want to tell you all the scary stuff that no one else is going to tell you because if they told you, you probably won't go that mm-hmm. way and they lose money, literally. Like in the end, a lot of these pharmaceuticals like the birth control pill that makes people money. <laughs> like yeah. you being on that is not necessarily just a wholesome thing. Like let's make women not get pregnant. Someone's making money off of you being on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think when it comes to women's health and, you know, it's such, it's not something that you're, any one woman is fairly educated about, right? It's, it's not. And so you, you know, as I said earlier, you put your faith in, in your, your doctors, um, but at the end of the day, they're just, they're people, they're not different than us. And, you know, they're passing along to you what they've been taught. Right. And Mm so um, you know, a lot of it, I think sometimes is just fear driven, right? Yeah. You as the patient, you are not fully informed. Mm-hmm. You're putting your faith into, you know, in these, in these doctors hands. And a lot of times it's, no, you have to do this now, right? It's kind of very emergent, right? right. Like you've got to go on the pill, you know, you have to have the surgery, right? And, and there's just a lot of fear associated yeah. with these things that, you know, is, is rather unfortunate, you know, and even in my own experience, even if the outcome was the same, that I had to have the surgery, it would have been, I would have really appreciated having them sit down yeah. with me to, you know, give me five, 10 minutes of your time and explain to me what's going on. Yeah. Explain to me what my options are. You know, it can't just be one thing, right? right? It can't be, you have to do this now. Right. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. And then it's, that's why some people end up doing it because they feel like lost and scared. And there's nothing no else option. to do. Yeah. 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 Um, And so, you know, that's just something that I've, you know, that I've learned is, OK, you have to take a step back at the end of the day. It's, you know, it's your body. You're responsible for it. You know, you have the option to say, hey, you know, let me take a second to digest this information. Mm-hmm. Let me get a second opinion. Yeah. Let me go to somebody else, right? Um, it doesn't have to be the one person that you always have to listen to, right? There are a lot of people out there. And again, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors that are able to sort of, they have that Western education background, but mm-hmm. they're able to, you you know, mesh that with Eastern medicine or, you know, a lot of these other, I guess you can call them therapies, right? Where they have a much broader um a broader perspective, a broader mm-hmm. education, right? And then when they can bring in all these different elements. And so, you know, I think if there's one takeaway, it's just that, you know, don't be afraid. There are people out there. Yeah. You know, I know it can be overwhelming, um, but, you know, there's the information is out there. It's just a matter of finding it and finding the right people to help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I think you can't, it's hard to not be uh, like, sh- you know, what's the word like you just go for it's overwhelming and Mm -hmm. it like it's Mm -hmm. kind of part of it but I think that is a huge piece for making it more worth it in a way of like doing the research yourself and then you're armed with more information you're also have so much more faith in your own ability to own your health Mm -hmm. like taking ownership of you getting better whether you have a sore throat or a cough or a cold or whatever's happening and like being able to handle that yourself makes you feel like you can control it more and I think that I mean, not having the stress of like, I have to rely on everybody else to get better. is like healthy in and of itself. Yeah. No, I think it's empowering. Again, yes. once you, once you sort of get over that initial feeling of overwhelm, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of, you know, start making small changes in your life, whatever they are, it is empowering to say, okay, I have control. There are things that I can change whether it's my diet, whether it's in my, you know, my environment, whether it's the beauty products that I use, whatever it is, right? Those are things that you can control that are really big players um, when it comes to your health. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, 
when you look at the things that really cause disease, like I said, you know, it's, it's food, it's your stress levels, it's your environment, it's the chemicals that you're exposed to. You have control over all of those things yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's a great feeling. For sure. To be like, okay, I can, you know, I can change these things in my environment that are going to positively affect my health. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that is the best part is through research, like, don't let it become negative. This has happened to me where mm-hmm. I get bogged down by kind of being angry, upset at mm-hmm. the system and being mm-hmm. like, why is this so messed up? Like, why is it so difficult for me to figure this out? And instead trying to be like, okay, I'm learning all this great information and now I'm so much more armed to make my own decisions and not have to rely on the doctor or gyno or whoever to make these decisions and like I can do it myself and now I can help other people and like you have to flip because it's very easy to get stressed when you think like owning your health can either end positively and be like oh this is great I can control all this or what happens to me sometimes I'm like oh my god it's my fault that I'm sick like I need to do better like and it can become stressful which is difficult to yeah. work through i've i've definitely the the pendulum for me has swung in both directions um yeah. it definitely started out with oh my gosh what's going on why is our environment like this why are there so many chemicals in our food and our water and our beauty products oh my gosh like you know it's just you just start down this yeah. really bad spiral and you go to a really bad place and you just feel so helpless um but then eventually you kind of got to get your, you know, stuff together yeah. and, and pull yourself up and say, okay, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do starting today that is going to be for the better? And they can be small things, right? You just right. Small, start with small things. You know, you sort of, you know, you build up these habits and, you know, over time you make really big improvements, yeah. right? Um, one of the things for me that I started out with first when I realized, you know, when I was recovering from surgery was, um, you know, I started with clean beauty products and, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about that some other time, but that was, a, that was an easy thing for me to do, right? Swapping yeah. out, you know, bad soap with good soap, right? With cleaner products. And so things like that, that were a lot easier, you know, getting rid of plastics in my kitchen and mm-hmm. switching out to glass Tupperware, right? That makes right. a big impact. And so, you know, slowly over time you start, you know, the snowball starts Definitely. getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and, you know, you make, you make, you know, changes and you, you have a better lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that's for sure key because if you approach it saying you need to 180 and change everything all of a sudden, you're not ever going to get it done. I mean, it's the same way it works with diet and stuff for some people. And I think even another piece is just building the self-awareness of just observe more what you're doing in your daily life. Observe more like what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Observe how you feel when you eat certain foods. Like even if you're not ready to change them, at least just start having more critical eye to the things that you're doing and like, oh, I put this cream on my face every single night. Oh my God, there's really bad stuff in this. I should do mm-hmm. something else. Or like mm-hmm. I'm eating a microwavable meal every day. Like mm-hmm. just start to keep track. And then is that's how you train your mind to be so much more self-aware. And then that translates to you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, I usually always buy this super processed thing. Like, let me go for the other aisle that has Mm -hmm. all the better stuff. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. that for me has been the biggest thing. Like even when I became vegetarian slash vegan, I like, it was kind of changing the grocery store habit Mm -hmm. of just being aware of, because everyone's like, what do you eat? And I'm like, well, for me, it's like second nature now. I just shop for different stuff. But you have Mm -hmm. to start out by saying, just you kind of do like a a survey on yourself. Like, what am I doing? What can I change? And then you slowly implement things that are easiest. And then it becomes second nature for you to say like, oh, I'm shopping for a shampoo. I'm going to choose the natural one. I'm going to choose the organic thing of eggs. Like it just becomes easy. Yeah. So, um, you know, growing up and, you know, my dad would go to the grocery store and I would go with him and, um, you know, he would always go in the grocery store in a very certain order. Um, And he would always start by going through the perimeter of the grocery store first. And at the very end, he would go through the aisles if necessary, but he wouldn't always. And I remember having a conversation with him and I was like, why do you always, why do you always go in this order? And he said, well, like, look around the grocery store. How is it organized? The produce, all the fresh food, the meat, the fish is always on the perimeter, right? All of your perishable stuff. That's really what you want to be eating. Mm. All of the stuff that's in your aisles are the packaged processed foods. 
Yeah. And so, you know, thankfully for my dad, you know, I still go, when I go into the grocery store, I, I, I hear that in the back of mm-hmm. my head. So I'm always like, okay, perimeter first. Get yeah. the fruits, get the vegetables, get your, you know, dairy. If you're eating dairy, get your meat if you're eating meat. And then, you know, if you haven't, you know, purchased everything that you need to purchase from that perimeter, yeah. go to the aisles, but limit what you're getting. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of an interesting little tidbit, right, is is right. to kind of help you get in that mindset of let me start here instead yeah. of going towards, you know, whatever boxed thing for sure we're going to get. Yeah. yeah. I think the mindset piece is huge. And like, I think because then, you know, you start to do that slowly of just paying attention more Then the next time you have a sore throat instead of going automatically for the box of Tylenol, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I'll like try to eat some like broccoli and then have a tea like you know you just change your approach that becomes it becomes so second nature to go for the old way like I remember in high school I was the girl who always had like Tylenol Advil Dayquil (laughs) like I had I was like a walking pharmacy yeah literally which is why it's even so funny to me that now I'm like 180 and I'm like a hippie basically when it comes to natural remedy stuff but it was that slow shift to being like you know, that first time I was really sick and you were like, try all these things. You like made me these teas. I remember you put, I think you put apple cider vinegar in my ear. Like you had me lay sideways <laughs> and put it in my ear. And I was like, what the hell is <laughs> like, this is not going to work. And then I had like, I think it was like lemon ginger tea with cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. And then like I got into essential oils and it was yeah. just like a deep dive. And, but it was great because it was that first moment of being like, oh my God, my body just cured itself yeah. and I feel yeah. great. And now then a year goes by and you keep doing it. And now it's like, I don't really get sick that much anymore. And mm-hmm. I used to get sick all the time. Oh, like really? I would, yeah, yeah. In high school, I would like get a cold and be out of school for like three or four days in a row. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. like at least a couple times a year crazy yeah i mean i would just do dayquil and take a like tylenol pm to help sleep at night like which so many people do that because it's an easy quick solution like you have a cold just take dayquil you're good to go you can go to work and it it makes sense but you're not realizing that you're not letting your body heal itself and it can and it will if you let it but you're just like you're just stopping the functions right. and then you're going to get more sick because you don't actually, it's like the whole antibiotics thing of mm-hmm. you hear these stories of that these crazy like strains of strep throat or something are developing because we take so many yeah, antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. The super ones who don't, who are resistant to the antibiotics mm-hmm. now. Right. So it's yeah, like, it doesn't so work all the time. Prescribed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, to your point, it, I think it, it's so easy to forget that, our body is meant to heal itself, right? Mm-hmm. Our body is meant to heal itself. Yes. Yeah. If you give it the right environment, it's going to do what it's supposed to do, right? For sure. There's, um, uh, this is a fairly common analogy, but, you know, it's like, you know, if you have a flower in your house or a plant in your house and it's it's not growing, it's not thriving, what do you do, right? You move it to a different spot. Mm-hmm. You give it more sunlight. You give it more water. Yeah. You put it outside, right? So, same thing with the human body, right? It's not the plant itself. It's something in its environment. Yeah. Right? That's a really so, good analogy. So, yeah. you know, are you not eating the right food? Are you not exercising? Are you taking too many pharmaceuticals, right? It's mm. what is it in your environment that yeah. you are or not doing or are or not are not exposed to that's not allowing your body to do what it's naturally meant to do. Yeah. Right? It's the same it's the same thing. For right? sure. Um, so yeah, when I heard that analogy, I'm like, man, that's, that's actually a really good way of looking that's at it. That's a really it, good, yeah. Right? I've never thought of it that way, but mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. It's like, and that's how we, that's how we treat, I feel like so many issues with humans. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's you, it's, it's nothing you can fix. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's something is wrong in you. Yes. Yes. And it's like, yes. no, I mean like, okay. Yeah. Something right now is kind of wrong, but like switch this out, like move the plant in the sun. Right. And like, right. it'll grow, you know, like you can't just. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I feel like that is such a good way to think about how to approach your own health or whether it's like, you know, you're you're feeling down. You're like, what's going on? Like, just change this up. Like, try Like, maybe it's your relationship. Maybe your work. Su- you know, there's yeah. all these layers. I feel like people are so think about last. Yeah. And they're yeah. first like, let me just try this like because it's the quick fix. But it's not. the. It doesn't actually yeah. fix it. It's a quick fix sort of in that moment. But, you know over the course of time, you're still not really dealing with the root cause, yes. right? So you're just going to end up 
yeah. taking the same pharmaceuticals over and over and over again without your symptoms going away, right? Without the root cause going away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, kind of once you start down this path of, of researching and learning and um, sort of just being aware of these other options, yeah. um, it it's really it's eye opening, mm-hmm. right? Just the, the amount of, um, just the, the, the different things that you can do, the different right. things that you can change about your life. Yeah. Um, you know, for the better. For sure. I feel like it's, it's just freeing, you know, yeah. like I feel like before I definitely did not have the same mindset I do now where I just feel like if anything happens to me, I can handle it. It's going to be fine. And I don't feel chained to like the the over the counter thing or like what my doctor's telling me to do and like you know it's not to say again like that I'm like doctors suck that's not what I'm no, saying no, no, it's no. just like I don't think there's anything wrong with developing an independence from that and just for me it's just it's so freeing to be like I can handle this and like it just the world is your friggin' oyster. Like you can just, yeah. you know. No, just, I don't want to. I just want to make sure that we don't, uh, or I don't come across as, you know, sort of talking negatively about yeah. Western medicine because I think there's a time and a place for everything, and I think sure. Western medicine is really great with dealing with really acute problems, right? So, yeah, you know, emergent surgeries, you know, things like that. But when it comes to chronic problems, when it comes to lifestyle diseases, right? heart disease, diabetes, all those things. Um, I think that's where it falls short. For sure. And and that's, I think, where people, you know, should consider, you know, exploring other avenues, right? right. Um, one of the things that I found uh, to be really beneficial for me um, was really looking into traditional Chinese medicine, um, mm. particularly for acupuncture. That was something that for me, when I was still sort of, you know, post-surgery and, you know, I still hadn't kind of made enough changes to really impact my symptoms, um, acupuncture was uh, was just great in terms of, you know, I just felt so much better, you know, you know, say what you will, but I, I did feel more balanced. Yeah. I just felt, I just felt more whole. I felt better, you know, my, my I was able to manage my symptoms and, you know, even to this day, I still go because it's just... It really, really is beneficial, and I think there's something to say, you know, f- for these therapies that have been around for thousands of years, you know, before yeah. modern medicine, that have worked. For sure. Right, and I think, you know, we sort of have been conditioned to question those therapies yeah. more so than our current ones, right? Yeah. Because they're, oh, they're old, they're outdated. Why would you consider that when you have modern medicine, yeah. right? But I think, you know in an ideal world, you really, you do really want to have a marriage of both, right? You know, yeah. it's not just one or just the other. There are things that you can take from all these, you know, different therapies, um, you know, the the benefits from, from all of them, right? Sure. It's not, you know, I just don't, I don't want us to come across like, oh, you know, Western medicine yeah. sucks and, you know, screw all the doctor. No, that's no. not, that's yeah, not yeah. true. There's a time and a place for everything. I'm of just, course. It's just a way to empower people to think about their health differently and to feel like they have control yeah. over, you know, over their lives. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's not, not just, just one. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not just a matter of, you know, popping a pill and, you know, and that's it. You go, you know, you go yeah. about your life. Right. Yeah. I think with the whole acupuncture thing, I, a huge part of this is also, like literally the the placebo slash nocebo mm-hmm. effect, which is so relevant in that this kind of stuff, like the natural root, quote unquote natural root, it also isn't gonna work if you don't believe it. Like you, I, I really I believe in that. I think that that's true. Like maybe because your mindset and your mental, you know, how you approach things is a huge part of it. I think a lot of times with whether it's uh like antidepressant pills, whatever, antidepressants, like if you believe it's going to work, then like it's, it probably will work for a bit. But if you approach like, you know, if I approached when you gave me like the teas and this and that to get over my sore throat situation and I was just like actually completely skeptical and had no faith in it, like it probably wasn't going to work. Yeah. And yeah, you you need that. Yeah. You have to believe in it. So uh, I have this really, really great book recommendation. Um, It's called The Biology of Belief, and it's written by a Dr. Bruce Lipton. 
highly, highly recommend the book. It's a pretty quick read, um, but he basically talks about that. It's about how your beliefs actually affect your mm-hmm. biology and affect how your body functions. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really, um, it was just, you know, one of the books that, I have kept and I reread because the information in there is just gold, right? And again, it goes back to the same thing that we were talking about. It's about empowering yourself to to say, okay, I there are things that I can control. My mindset is one of them. Mm -hmm. How I think about my health, how I think about myself, right? If you're constantly saying, you know, I'm a piece of shit and I don't deserve this and I'm not good enough, right? Your body listens. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. body listens. If you're if you're thinking, oh, this this thing is not going to work, you know, this medicine is not going to work, acupuncture is not going to work. Okay, then it, yeah, then it probably not, won't. It's not yeah. going to work, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, that's a that's a book that I highly highly recommend. Um, again, uh, the Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Yeah, really really great. Yeah, that whole that that just fascinates me. I feel like for me, that's been the best thing I've learned to do is like being positive and having a good outlook and just believing in things mm-hmm. that are good for me mm-hmm. is just it's huge I feel like like I used to be someone who was worried all the time like I was pretty anxious like I was I, I just that happened to me a lot and I, I get anyone who's in those situations like it's really hard and I feel like switching to the mindset of just believe like just believing that good things are going to happen like it sounds cheesy but i really it sounds so freaking cheesy like everything's gonna work out fine but like i I really think it's true like i don't you don't meet many people who are super positive and like have shitty things going on i don't know like i feel like and it's not to blame like i get it if it's hard if you've also been trained to have like a negative mm-hmm. outlook, mm-hmm. it's also not easy in our day and age. Like there's so much, you turn the news on, like it's depressing mm-hmm. AF. Like it's really, really difficult to stay positive, but being able to have that belief and like applying basically the placebo effect to your own life mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. be hugely beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's not to say that it's easy. You know, I, there are a lot of days when I'm, I'm, so stressed I'm I'm you know stressed about work stressed about whatever you come home and you just you feel like crap right yeah and and you know there are moments when I'm so aware of it I'm like I have to snap out of this right like mm-hmm. you kind of take a step back and for me what's worked is just being grateful like yeah what okay yes. let me take a step back let me assess all of the things that are great in my life right is this yeah. one incident that happened at work or wherever is it really worth ruining my entire day yeah right you know i have you know this cute little dog i have a husband that i love you know we live in freaking california weather's beautiful all the time right there are all these things that people can be grateful for yeah. in their own lives and i think it's just taking a moment and sort of just reassessing like you know what's that even if it's just one thing what is the one thing that I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. to sort of kind of snap out of that negativity that, you know, our mind just tends to always kind of yeah. inhabit. Right. Um, and again, yeah, to your point, it's it's hard, right? There's a lot of negativity around, but I think it's important to try to be negative. I mean, try to be positive and surround yourself with other positive people. For sure. Right. Yeah. I think that's important, you know, who you surround yourself with, right? You know, it's like, you know, you're, you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself yeah. with, right? My and mom so, always tells me that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you're surrounded by people that are really negative and, you know, good luck, good luck yeah. being that one positive person, it's yeah. going to be that much harder, Yeah. you know, to, yeah. to be, you know, happy-go-lucky. For right? sure. There's a quote, I don't know, I, I heard Joe Rogan say it. This was on the episode with Kelly Brogan. Yeah. Um, and it's something like, before you like diagnose yourself as depressed you should make sure you're not just surrounded by assholes yeah (laughs) and it's like yep that's pretty accurate like you know there's yeah and I think a big part is that it's you have to train yourself Mm -hmm. to be positive and like to inhabit all these kinds of mindsets and it's no easy task but you have to like commit to being like it's just being more self-aware right like you're feeling anxious take a step back and be like well okay is this actually life-threatening or like did someone just you know did my manager tell me some constructive feedback that like I'm kind of being defensive about like okay like that's fine I'm gonna get over it it's something I can work on it or like is maybe it's just it's raining out so like the weather makes (laughs) you sad so it's like okay like whatever it's fine Mm -hmm. like that is such 
little nuggets of ways you can just mind hack and like trick yourself Mm -hmm. into not even trick yourself but just train yourself to be have a better outlook and like the grateful piece I started doing that last year focusing more on like what am I grateful for like my mom always says like count your blessings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like you wake up in the morning you're like okay first of all I'm alive like that in and of itself I think there's some stat that if you're alive you're technically in like the top 1% yeah. of everyone who has ever lived, which yeah. is like ridiculous. But I mean, yeah. it's true. Like, or I live in America, dude. If yeah. you like, what's going on? In the that's world, huge. Like, you know yeah. what? Or if you don't live it, whatever, just you're alive. You have a sibling. You have just, there's endless things to be grateful for. Like, even if you are in a low point, I think you can find things yes. that are, you know, yes. to keep you going. You're like, Oh my God, I love this show on Netflix. It makes me laugh. That's freaking great, dude. Right. Like, that's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think that's true. It's just, it's about, you know, taking yourself out of, out of your head and mm-hmm. like, you know, force yourself to be in that present moment and just being able to assess and like, what is going on in my head right now? Yeah. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling angry? Why why are my neck and shoulders so tense right now? Yeah. What is happening? It's just take yourself out of it. Try to kind of look at your body outside of your body. Yes. And just, you know, do that over and over again. And yeah. eventually kind of you build that habit of being able to just be in the moment right. and recognize when those things are happening. Yeah. It's actually like similar to what we're talking about with health like physical health it's like root cause approach Mm -hmm. whether it's like you know you're a woman and your period is super painful it's saying like why is it painful like what am i eating what is lifestyle this and that am i not sleeping enough am i drinking too much caffeine like you know and being like what's happening here instead of just like let's just put the band-aid on it for now and see what happens later it's same thing for your mind and like your anxiety or whatever this and that just like the slow mindset approach of Mm -hmm. like being very aware of what is happening yeah it's huge which is surprising i don't i think it's i think the reason why many people are not naturally good at that or don't do that a lot i just think it's not necessarily taught given like if you go back to whether it's like your visit to the doctor or gyno or therapist whatever i feel like maybe i don't know about therapist but like i don't know i just think it's not taught as much to look in you first of like mm-hmm. what's happening it's mm-hmm. very just like oh like let's just quickly figure this out yeah, and like yeah. whatever like, we what can really we give this. you yes exactly like yeah. what yeah right yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i mean it's just it's for me you know this has been you know i started this almost five years ago right so it's been I'm talking about this with five years of Mm. experiencing it, living it, struggling with it, researching it, right? So this, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something I, you know, I can't stress that enough. It doesn't happen overnight. These changes don't happen overnight. And even now, five years into it, I still struggle. Like there are, there yeah. are still days it's a journey. when yeah. yeah, there's still days when I'm like, ah oh, man, like I just want to eat that cupcake. Like, you know what? I'm going to eat that yeah. cupcake. Yeah. Right. But it's, again, it's about moderation. It's, you know, you're not trying to, you know, live in such, like in a, such a strict way that mm-hmm. that in and of itself makes you happy, unhappy. Yes, of course. Right. It's about what works for you, what doesn't work for you and just give yourself time to explore it and mm-hmm. research it and you know it it will happen right but it's not it's not overnight yeah for sure i think you need to come to peace with the fact that sometimes you need to suffer through or like it takes time mm-hmm. long time to you know get to where you want to be and that's kind of the beauty of it for me is things are not really worth it if they come so easy i think you want yeah, to suffer yeah. through it and like put the time in and be like i'm here today and i i earned like how I am right yes, now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think for people listening, if, if you're really interested in how you can, wh- whether it's the women's health aspect or the mindset aspect, like any of this stuff that is the very like general, you know, pool of topics that we're talking about. I think it starts with even just, you know, you listen to this, talk to someone else about it, or like just starting the conversation of being aware of it. And then look up resources online or social media of just, Things that are, like, not how you used to think. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. spend time with a different person who, like, usually in the past maybe you 
they, they kind of said things that you weren't really your style, but like try it out if it seems like they might be in the right direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, I want to link a bunch of stuff we're talking yeah, about because yeah. we've read a lot of stuff, even like other podcast episodes, uh, people to look into. Just these are really great resources for a, just to get your feet wet and see what is out there. And then you can decide for yourself like, oh, this, you know, Kelly Brogan like has a great approach. I want to try out these like lifestyle things she's talking about. Um, or another really good book is Dr. Jolene Brighton, Beyond the Pill. I, th- I think mm-hmm. you've read the whole thing. I'm not that far into it, but <laughs> I'm working on it. Even just the first chapter has been like mm-hmm. mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But those are that's a book that if you're interested in how to get off the birth control pill, just general women's reproductive health, all that kind of stuff, like understanding your health as a woman, that book is amazing. And she also has chapters where she talks about things you can eat, supplements you can take, mm-hmm. um, like lots of scary information at the beginning of like all these side effects of birth control that nobody tells you about, which is scary, but you need to know it. Um, but yeah, I think having faith that like it's going to be all fine. Like mm-hmm. it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's okay if today you're like, miles and miles away from the finish line like you're gonna get there i mean really there isn't even a finish line it's always a journey yeah, you're yeah, always yeah. that's i think that's even better to think about it in terms of i'm not actually trying to get to a certain point mm-hmm. it's like i'm just moving towards positivity mm-hmm. like yeah yeah heading upwards yeah and i i you know just one last thing to say again is that i think again over the last few years especially there have just been i think a lot of avenues a lot of avenues have opened up um for you know for people to consider there's not just the you know traditional ways that we've been taught right and so for me kind of looking forward I'm optimistic about it right Mm -hmm. because there's just so many resources out there so many functional medicine doctors that are out there sharing their knowledge for free right yeah for free right you have all these podcasts youtube videos you know blogs whatever it is right and so for me, it's just, it's, you know, I feel great about it knowing that, you know, and I don't know if it's just, you know, I'm in this bubble, right, where you surround mm-hmm. yourself with these people. So you think that's sort of what the reality is. But um, in any case, I think there's just a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. And, you know, it should, it should make you feel good that that's out there. Yeah. Right. And it's not suppressed and you, you know you have access to it. it's just a matter of saying to yourself hey you know what this is important to me my health is important to me and I'm going to do what's necessary to you know research and make the changes you know for the better yeah for sure yeah and I love that the, usually the people sharing this information you kind of know it's in good faith because unless they're selling like a book which like whatever yeah. they're not re- they're not really making money off of it in terms of how like the pharmaceutical industry makes money off of yeah, like yeah. providing these solutions. Like I think these people are sharing it because they want you to be better and they want yeah. to empower you with a better approach to health. Like, you know, you buy their book and you give them a little money, like whatever, yeah, but you know, yeah. they're selling you knowledge versus like a pill or like a quick fix. Mm-hmm, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I think it is in good faith that they really want to help you. And like, it's a very positive community. I would say to find those people on social yeah. media, like, that's another great way you can turn your social media into a positive thing. Mm-hmm. It's like just unfollow the shitty people yeah, yeah. and follow all the ones that yeah. are like positive accounts, like how to be whatever, like all that stuff. There's so many people you can follow that give you good information. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. That's uh, that's what my Instagram has become. It's just yeah. all these functional medicine doctors and all these people just, you know, sharing their knowledge. And for, sure. and for me, again, you know, that that's what I've turned social media into, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like, oh, this is a great way for me to get information yeah. on topics that are really important to me. That, mm-hmm. That's what it is for me, right? And for so, sure. you know, that's out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm so pumped that we started <laughs> this conversation. I think we could do even another episode follow-up if people are interested where we maybe get into breaking down specific things yeah, you can do. Yeah, like, yeah. cause there's a lot to talk about with diet or mm-hmm. if you want to get into essential oils, oils, you want to get into tea, like all of that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we could definitely break that down. Cause I think, you know, having it in one place is really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you for tuning in people. I really hope you enjoyed. <laughs> and if this is like your first taste of all this stuff, then I'm happy that we could be part of it. Um, again, please share uh message me react to this stuff i want to hear your opinions if you have more questions and if i get enough of them we'll definitely do a follow-up episode and maybe like answer some specific questions that people have um and yeah 
once again, just stay positive, be good, have faith, and everything's going to be fine, guys. You know, it's going to be all good. I was going to share some fun facts, but my fun facts were actually more like scary facts because they were all related to side effects of the pill. I'm yeah, not, let's, let's not end on <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm not going to end on that. You can read, the description is going to have tons of information in it, links to other people, Instagram accounts, whatever, for you guys to check out. Um, but yeah. Thanks again. And thanks to Sonia, my superstar first Thank guest. Thank you. This was fun. This was Yay. a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. doing it again. You're I'm the down. first one. You're going down I'm in down. the books. She's a legend. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's yeah, hope so. For sure. Okay, well, thanks again, guys. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, month, week, and year. Bye.